Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Donald and Moose. What's Say up, hello, guys? What's up? What's up? Guess who's back? It's a guess who's Mo- back. <laughs> <laughs> Big Moose is back. Was that a sanctioned holiday? Was that? Oh no, nah, but I will admit, Charlie. Yeah, we've missed you, man. What have you been up to? Same old, same old, man. Sometimes wow. you just need. It doesn't get as you need. <laughs> you need a bit of time to Some unwind, time man. On the beach, man. To recharge the batteries. Yeah, wherever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we have today, man? Oh, man, um, we are still very much in playoff mode. Second round is wrapping up. The Spurs have finished their semi-final matchup with the Rockets, 4-2. They James are, Harden. They are moving on to face the Warriors. And then we have <coughs> Boston extend their series with uh, the Wizards to Game 7. Uh, we'll start with, yeah, we'll start with the Spurs matchup. Uh, Pop, man. James oh, Harden. Obviously, James. yeah, we have to talk about James Harden, man. Like we say in GH, he sleep. <laughs> he sleep. He sleep. He really sleep. What was it? Two shots in the first half. Man, it was just brutal. It was, was it? just it was two shots in the first half. Yeah. Yep, two, two for eleven. Wow. Eventually, so eleven game. shots all game. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, <clears throat> pretty much the first quarter, he didn't even want to shoot. Yeah, I'm still. I still don't know what went on. I still want to understand it. I still I don't mean, get it. I think I feel like something happened. I don't get it. Post after the game, the question was asked. Why he kept on passing the ball? Because, like you mentioned, he kept on trying to, you know, assist instead of go for the ball. And the question was: Was it because he felt he was going cold? Honestly, I think and mentally I th- he was. And he sort of. So, how do we feel about that? As a superstar player, if your shots are not going in, do you keep taking them to break the duck, or do you do what Harden did? Try to pass the ball so that another player. Gets I think the it's shot? it's deeper than that. His whole psyche coming in t- during the game was off. Yeah, that's what you know. I, I mean, you can tell. Up. I have seen a player trying to defer. You know, that was Kobe game yeah, seven. Yeah, <coughs> where people were saying that he was shooting too much. He's still playing aggressively. James Harden wasn't playing aggressively mm-hmm. at all. I mean, he tries to shoot, changes his mind halfway through, passes the ball, turnover. You know, he's walking, jogging through games, like through the game. Sorry, it felt. It's still confusing. Like, as a coach, how do you deal with that? What's going on? Because as a, as a fan too, like, how do you, make you know, how do you make sense player. of something like this? Because your best player has such an off day and you just have a very bad game, a game that pretty much ends your season. I mean, it should also be mentioned that the Rockets are playing at home as well. And the assumption in playoffs is that the home team gets that added bounce and has that added advantage in terms of winning the game. So Harden and the Rockets sleeping was just... And there's also that thing where people have, sometimes, people have sometimes asked, like, who's the boss of the Rockets? Is Harden... I mean, is, is he the team. boss? Yeah, so it's like, if Harden doesn't play well, it means the Rockets don't play well. I and feel like, I mean, the as stank. a fan... <laughs> <laughs> that was clearly it. I mean, as a fan... How would you take something like this? And, yeah, and that's why I say that for me. I feel like mentally, this was someone who has said, you know what, yeah, it's over. You think what, that game five block by man who just shook him so much, so he was like, you know what, I don't think... And I you know something, I feel like honestly, Harden should be kind of worried about this because it's one of those situations where it, <clears throat> you know, hangs over his head next season where it's like, yeah, you're great, but you know what... Let's wait till the playoffs. Let's see how you do. You understand? Of course. And then, yeah. And then there's arguments like... My thing is, is it is it acceptable? You know, if it was a conscious <laughs> decision, you get me? Like, is it acceptable? Like, yeah. you're a professional. 
you get like you're expected to play as well as you can every and this is an important game in front of your home fans take it to game seven man yeah take it to the side because honestly I feel like the Spurs were there for the taking what do you guys think Oh, the Spurs are there. That's, they were there for the, the Spurs taking, right? have always been there for the taking. But really, they, coming but into they came to compete, though. Yeah, they came to compete. Coming That's into the matchup, I mean, everybody felt the Spurs are good, but the Rockets might have a bit too much firepower. Yeah, for them. Yeah, they proved that in the first couple. Key of games players as were well. missing. I mean, I keep I keep tweeting this like every other week. Greg Popovich is a wizard. Honestly, I was telling my friend the other day that. He just has one star and spare parts, and he, and, and in and game six sat, his star didn't play. He yeah, that star out. Yeah, I that's mean. what I'm saying. That was where I was talking about the whole who's in charge. You understand? The coach is in charge. Player is in charge. Like, was if the player checks out, it means like yeah, everyone is checked out. But even without your star player, a team like the Spurs <laughs> are able to step up and perform. And I mean, shout out to the Spurs. We are talking about James Harden and the Rockets and all that, but. The Spurs really do no. They, they step up when people feel like, oh yeah, these guys are going to lose. That's why I said Greg Pop is a wizard because this was just and it's crazy. This series was just up and down because the games the Spurs won, they blew them out. Yeah. The yeah. games the Rockets won, they blew out the Spurs. Yeah. And it's the type of thing where you feel like, how is it that the Spurs were able to make adjustments so soon to undo like the drubbing that the Rockets gave them. It's just amazing because you don't look at the Spurs and say, this is a team that can defend the perimeter. This is a team that has perimeter defenders. Like, about five of the guys on that team are over 32. So the energy should not be there to be chasing down Warrior players. To to be chasing down Rockets players all over the three-point line. It's crazy. But, I mean... I mean, again, he he adjusted his game. Maury and the Rockets look like they... Sorry. The Antonio and the Rocket look like they just hoped that game would be too much for the Spurs. And I guess a better team won. At this point, it's going to be the Spurs Warriors final. Uh, the Warriors will probably be a bit worried. <laughs> no, cause like this is a Spurs team that has really weathered yeah. the playoff series. Yeah. And they're more battle tested in my opinion. They, they, have, they yeah. have shown that they can adjust to anything. Yeah. I hope the Spurs win. But one other thing too we'll is see. that I mean, in the post-game comments, D'Antoni didn't seem really bothered by Harden. I don't know if this was one of those times where a coach wants to, you know, like Jeep. you know, he wants to take blame off a player, you know, he wants to make a situation feel less important than it really is because I felt like he would have something to say, but he was just feeling like, hey, you know, they did great. They did well this season. They know what they have to work on. And next season they're going to be back. Maybe he just feels like the team overachieved or the team hits exactly the expectations they met. I mean, we discussed this last <coughs> time. There's not every team that's going out there dreaming of ending up with a trophy. So maybe for the Rockets, this was it. And you're like, hey, we're okay. Cause Harden was out partying after that press conference, which I don't mind. Like he's a player. He's, he's a human being. He's done. There's no point yeah. being all sad about yeah. it, but. The fact that he was in the same clothes in the press conference for <laughs> some people. I was pissed. literally someone waiting for it to end. For him to like, like, hey, yeah. But hey, exactly. And that's, and, that's, fun, and that's my whole thing. As a fan, how would you feel about this? Does, the optics look kind of bad. Yeah, the optics are very bad. The optics are very bad. And this is something that has 
been put on James Harden ever since he came to multiple Houston times. multiple OKC, times you know degree, yeah in OKC yes but he wasn't that big a star in OKC he so he, was, one. He, yeah. he wasn't yeah but I mean his optics are always bad you know he if not for the fact that he was such a good player on the court you know his antics off the court his partying would be brought into question but the fact that he's an MVP candidate people go like okay but at least he brings it on the court yeah so now this is a game where he looks like he doesn't care and he's out partying right after the game where your season is over. It's like, does this guy really care? Is this guy really who we want to be our best player? Mm-hmm. You know, is this is this the, is this our tip of the spear, you know? But that, that doesn't outdo all he's done throughout the season. You don't want someone to take you somewhere and then give up on you. Okay, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But moving on. Speaking of our antics on the field and off uh, I wish we could skip this segment but man uh, <laughs> so the Celtics after an impressive what game 6 no sorry game 5 game, the A.V. Bradley game the A.V. Bradley game <laughs> man I called that the A.V. Bradley game I mean you were talking earlier about how the NBA needs more two-way players I think Bradley definitely stakes his claim up there as among the league's best come he's, on he's more defense than offense I yeah, wouldn't call him two-way he can I mean Every, he, no, he, he has he's shown. He's shown that he can. Give but there's that. a reason why we are calling a 29 point night the AV Bradley game because it's a rare occurrence. Yeah, if 29 <laughs> points is a rare occurrence, then come on, you're really not an offensive superstar. Yeah, and I've had this discussion with you, Cyril, a few times. <laughs> I've always felt that after Paul Pierce, the Celtics haven't really developed a player into an offensive star. They've you know, their offensive stars are people they've had to trade for. It seems like they care more about defense. Yeah. And I feel like defense is great, but offense first, defense second. Yeah. And it seems like right now with the coach in place, they're teaching, they're teaching, you know, defensive solidity to these players. But then none of them really feel like they can just go hot and give you 40. There's only one guy that yeah. can do it, and that guy came from another team. I guess maybe the Celtic plan is, you know what, let's get our system our defensive shape in place then we can add an offensive from this. exactly but True. I mean uh, showing up but game 5 was a great game game 5 was a great game and game 6 was just smothered I mean the Wizards I mean like I'm, I'm, I'm past game 5 <laughs> given what happened in game <laughs> 6 I mean game, no no like the first six, the first yeah. quarter oh, it's wow. like steal 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 they had 15 transition points everybody in a quarter Crowder was lit Smart was in IT, Smart was making shots. And you see, when Smart starts making shots, I feel like you have to give up. Yeah. And I keep saying, like, Marcus Smart is the type of player who only works on the Celtics. I think he only works on the Celtics and maybe the Grizzlies. There are very Hustle few play. Yeah, there are very few teams where Marcus Smart is a serviceable player. I mean, nothing against him, but, you know, he doesn't really bring as much... In terms of offense, his is defense and intangibles, and you know the rare the role he's carving off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rare you know the rare game where he puts up some shots. So I mean, the last game five and game six, I call game five the A.V. Bradley game, and I call game six don't wear all black to my city. That's the don't wear all black to my city game. That was amazing. I mean, if people, if anybody's in doubt as to why home court advantage is important in playoffs, I mean. The Celtics series. Everybody has won their home time. It's kind of crazy how the Celtics decided that, you know what, we're going to go up to Washington, the Wizards' home court, 
repeat what the stance they tried to pull on our home court we're black and you don't back that up that's they failed insane man miserably I mean my fair they took two L's I'm not going to blame IT for that that turnover leading to Wall Street but it just no I mean he hit two threes in front of them yeah, and that's two. what you understand those two threes were huge they were huge I mean he won the game he pretty much won the game he won the game yeah and I think Wall's performance is kind of something that most people have wanted from Harden to a degree. He started yes. a game slow, slow, sorry, but he kept at it. He did other things. Wall and Bill, yeah, exactly. they started the game slowly, but they in. kept going. They Harden kept just making plays. Yeah, Harden just gave up. And and the weird thing about that game is, if you watch, only three Wizards players were in double figures. Uh, Bill, Wall, and... Bill, Wall, and Markeith Morris. Oh, okay, Morris. That was it. Everyone else, single digits. Or no scoring, so it means like pretty much a huge, you know, a lot of the offensive load was on those three guys, and they took it home. Credit to them. Yeah. So game seven, I hope everybody, everybody, everybody loves the last possession game, and that's what the playoffs are about. Game seven, I I hope the Celtics win. It really sucks because I feel like I'll probably be enjoying (laughs) Wall's game more, but it's just that he's doing it against. The team I'm rooting for. So God damn it, man! But it's nice to see Bill back healthy, man. I mean, that phone call has been talked about for ages, and it's nice to see them actually playing well. But I, I hope they lose. Yeah, it's like people keep saying, health is a games. health is a stat. Yeah, it's an I mean, health stat. is an ability. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if if you're great, but you're not available, I mean, LeBron James, 14 years, how many minutes has yeah. he lost? Similar to. Uh, I mean, Corey Brewer, you have guys like Corey Brewer who built careers on their durability. Yeah. You have guys like Andre Gudala. I mean, if you're Show always up. available, yeah. you know, it's great. It's, it's, it's great for the coach. You know, he knows that you're there because everybody knows Bradley Beal is great, but he's had injury problems. Yeah. And this is the first time that he's been around for most of the season. And guess what? They're a contender. Mm-hmm. So it counts. It counts for a lot. Before we wrap up the basketball uh, playoff roundup, it's going to be interesting that both the well, the Cavs are going to get a very tight team. Whoever makes it out of the yes, the Celtics, yes, 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 the Celtics Wizards series. It's it's turned into it's turned into La Liga. <laughs> I mean, you have Barca and Real Madrid just waiting for you know the Whoever other guys to tear themselves out. out and then beat all of them and then meet each other in the final. I mean. The two contenders have swept everyone you've put in front of them. Yeah. They've had all the rest they need. Just 4-0, 4-0, who's next? Yeah. 4-0, 4-0. And now everyone else is going six games, seven games, six games, you can't seven really games. You can blame them for that. So. You can't you can blame them for being good, but... Yeah. I mean, hey... They've done their business. I mean, just wait they've done their business. They have done their business. And it's crazy how the NBA was all, oh, we want to stop this type of thing when the Lakers try to... Create a super team, but now we have reached a point where we have two super teams that are doing the exact same thing <coughs> that you guys wanted to stop. But hey, that's just that's just that's just that's just the Homer and me speaking. We'll be back. Uh, we said we'll be back. Moving on to our next round, uh, the rapid fire round. This is where myself, Donald, and Moose uh, we discuss stories from the world of sport that has caught our attention. And we just have a quick back and forth, uh, you know, about whatever the other brings up. Don't all care to start off this round. Yeah, so what story caught my eye this week? Diego Costa leaving Chelsea to China. Do we think that that's going to happen for sure? For me, I feel like this is someone, he's, he's, he's coming on 29, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. No, but he's not coming on 29. He's not? 
No. Costa's 26. Been insane to see, imagine him leaving Chelsea at this point. I know China pays insane amounts of money for players. And them getting Costa in his prime is probably going to be a huge coup. But then, what incentive does he have to leave? What do you think, Moose? Okay, well, I guess... Donald was right. He is 28. He's going to turn 29. But uh, he, had, he had a young face to you, Hamus. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just comes back to what I kept telling you guys in episode 10. It's all about the money. It's ah. about the money. <laughs> it's about the money. Because right now... You think he, he doesn't want to go win an Asian Continental League or Cup? Titles come with money. <laughs> titles come with bonuses. Oh man! So it's still the money. Yeah, it's still still the money. It's still. I mean, uh, think about it. He's gonna be twenty nine. His other option is to be at Atletico, working his ass off. Chelsea Simeone. No, he he he's either or you mean he either plays for Chelsea. Looking at his options, okay. He either goes to Atletico or he either goes to China to make. A shit ton of money and work far less against less op- quality opposition. No offense, <laughs> make far more. Make far more. And again, yeah, an ambassador. Not again. Not to judge Costa harshly, or you know, why yeah. would you judge him harshly? No, I was just the point I was going to make was this: is somebody who has no qualms about switching nationalities. I don't think we can. <laughs> it won't be such a moral quandary for him to move to China to go and more. Exactly, and it's like I said, there's a reason why most of the players who move to China are not European. Yeah. Because moving to Europe was already them moving to another continent. Exactly. So moving to a different continent... That transition isn't something new. Exactly, it's not, it's not that steep a transition for them. I already did it once, I can do it again. I'm in a foreign country just like I was when I moved here. Okay. So, uh, one of the leaders on to the next story, rapid fire moves. What's, what's caught your eye? Well, what week? caught my eye was Draymond Green. <laughs> you know, Draymond has been talking all kinds of shit. I feel like just cause the Warriors have extended break, he's just going out saying all sorts of shit just to stay out of trouble cause he's legit bored. You know, he is bored. But my story is Draymond Green saying Kelly Olenek is a dirty player. Okay. Before we, before I respond, what do you think? Is he right or is he wrong? He's right. I feel like Calling someone a dirty player implies that they have a history or they're intentionally going out and committing fouls against other people. But the problem with Kelly is that it's just been a couple of instances, man. Celtic Homer. This was Celtic Homer. Listen. Celtic I, Homer no, alert. No, I get Celtic Homer alert. No, I get <laughs> I get I get Kyle's fan being pissed at Kelly because of the whole uh, love incident. I understand that. I get possibly Wizard He fans. tried it against Robin Lopez. I that's what I'm gonna say. I probably get what uh Wizard fans getting a bit mad. The whole thing with what Ubre and all that. But this is Green, the guy whose natural shooting motion involves kicking players in the down balls. And Green is the one telling me that what Kelly's a dirty player. Man, who's <laughs> the nerve of him though. Being called dirty by the dirtiest player in the league. Oh wow. Does not <laughs> a dirty player unmake. That's some Aristotle for you. The fact that Draymond Green is dirty. Doesn't negate his comments. Kelly is a dirty player. I think Kelly has made some bad plays. I think Kelly has mistakenly has executed poorly. Setting set that's in. what fans say when they when one of their players plays dirty. Wow, I'll, you know what? I'm just <laughs> this is Musa accusing you of homerism. I'm just going to step out of this conversation. But I think it's ironic <laughs> that Draymond Green is the one making these accusations. Like 
It's not even pot calling kettle black. This is passport calling kettle black in this instance. Oh, this is the blackest. This is anti matter. The blackest thing ever calling. I think Drew was just having fun with it. Just, no, he is. No, he is having fun because he realized. He realized like um, media comments. Like they really, they really did work in the last in the last finals when um when these guys go under LeBron's skin and then they came they came back from three one. So he's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to keep. Is the juice is flowing, you know. He's trying to keep them motivated. Is, because he, gonna, is he going to roll out with and what and <laughs> a, a wrestling cap on next time <laughs> with the next final? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like you can you can tell you can tell that the back and forth was really a big part a big part of the playoffs last year. So he's trying he's trying to keep that up. He's trying to keep that up. And I mean, he's re- well. I think he's helping. He he already wanted to make the transition, but he's helping. Kevin Durant also make the transition to the dark side a little bit. So. Yes, yeah, like the dark team. side. Yeah, bring Katie to the dark side. Okay, so my story. Um, so this week it came out that Walavesi, if you guys remember. Oh my word! I feel like I know where you're heading with this. Yeah, so he's he's, a, he's the highest paid player on the planet. He's earning an astronomical was seven hundred thousand nine hundred. And wow, my math is just bad. <laughs> you know something? Seven hundred ninety-eight thousand a week. Okay. Uh, a couple of folks worked it out, and that's in that's so in two years, eight weeks, he'll be able to pay Pogba's transfer fee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, that's I, I had a friend who was going nuts over this story. Like he he went he was going crazy. He just didn't understand. I was like, Lavetti, really? <laughs> and I think like, he scored on. like a couple. He's I think. I'm, I'm blanking on the yeah, goals. Yeah, he's having a really, a quite bad season. I wouldn't say China. bad. I think he's got less than five goals, but he's had like eight assists. So, dude, that's bad. Yeah. Less than five goals, a forward. He's Seventy-nine forward, pounds a minute, man. That's crazy. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, from his perspective, you know. I mean, at some point, we would have that. to do a segment on this whole Chinese Super League because the yeah. amount of money being poured in. This is state-sponsored. It's very unreasonable. Like when we talk about the European waste scale structure. And talk about how insane I think it is. It's not state sponsored. It's the owners of the teams that are shelling out the money. Yeah, but I mean, the state is the state's position is that we are trying to improve. We are going gung ho and trying to improve Chinese football. So it's kind of sanctioned in the sense that go out and get the best or be the best. There were some people who thought that you know this was probably going to happen for a little while and then it's stop. A stop. Yeah, because <laughs> right. but honestly, it's looking like these guys are really committed. Yeah, with to a Costa this, story you mentioned as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if Costa goes, he's going to earn way more than that. You would have to. I mean, yeah. if you are paying Lavesi this no, much, no, no, no. Costa is six hundred, six hundred thousand a week. I think. I mean, honestly, I'll take it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, yeah, why hey. not? I know. I mean, hey. Okay. I know. It's time for us to jump into our main topic. The league has been wrapped up this week. Chelsea fans can rejoice. The Premier League, uh, they won. <laughs> Man, that's a tough one. Conte's first try. Listen. Well, Arsenal, Arsenal are, back in a sh- are, are back in with a shout for top four, aren't they? <laughs> it's, uh, it's very Arsenal, right? They have a shout to yeah, be have, yeah, they have, the top one They are back in with a shout game. because that vi- the victory against United was a huge opportunity because Liverpool also dropped points. And therefore... That victory would have meant that you know they were they had a better chance of staying in the top four. Yeah. But yeah. now that they drop points, it's opened an opportunity. It's opened the floodgates once more for three teams to battle for that spot. Are you counting United in those three teams? Because honestly, <laughs> I feel like Europa League final winning it yeah, is their entry to the Champions. And you know something? I'm just going to say this. I feel like the manager, the, the United manager's approach to the Arsenal game was way off. 
it worked until Arsenal scored, right? You think it was working until Arsenal scored? I mean, if it was coming for a draw. I feel like wasn't the, the plan no, to, to honest, get a draw like until the late in the game like and then throw on Rashford and grab like a surprise winner. Yeah, I feel like sometimes too much talk about priorities before a game like like that can interfere with the mentality of the players. They're professionals. They can feel like they should know. We what always the say we always say that players they are they professionals. They should but know what human the beings. Are. Yeah, then they should know. Yeah. but they are human beings. Listen, they are going to feel like yeah, fine. The Europa League is on Thursday. They're going to that game thinking, well, even if we lose this, even if we lose this, we are we are playing the Europa League on Thursday, so that can be significant going into the game. And I feel like Mourinho was talking too much about prioritizing the Europa League. Here's my thing: if that's what he said in public, you want to imagine what he told them in the locker room when they were planning this rest of the season onslaughts. I mean, it sucks for United fans, but the the reality for me is they are out of the top four. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. Honestly, they had multiple yeah. games throughout the season to have made up this point difference. So really yeah, losing of, of to Arsenal, I don't know if they with so, the weekend yeah. side wasn't really. It yeah, for it me. still it still comes back to United in the sense that yeah, we did have a lot of opportunities to achieve our, our goals. You know, definitely it's, it's, it still does come back to us. But then I feel like, given the position we we're in before the Arsenal game, the approach was just a little bit off and wrong. Most even oddly quiet. Huh. What do you think? I'm just surprised neither of you have congratulated Chelsea on winning the title. I did. No, you didn't. In the beginning, <laughs> I led with saying that Chelsea have won. I'll be honest, Conte that was has on his first try. You didn't congratulate them. You just congratulated. Actually, I think Chelsea has been the best team. In the yeah, league. they have. They have but, been. Yeah, but we also like yeah. So congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations Chelsea. Chelsea. I mean, yeah, they do it's, deserve it's, it. It's, it's David quite. Luis it's, it's has quite not interesting. Been the joke that people thought he was going to be on. Listen, his listen. I, think, I didn't think he was going to be. Well, a most joke. people I mean, he was coming back to do his yeah, you know, yeah, 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 crazy no, defense. No, no. yeah. I've always, yeah. I've always particularly liked them to be honest. I mean, it was fun to watch. No, but yeah. a player, a player is a skill set. Exactly. Well, true. You know, a player is a skill set more than anything because. I mean, this is a system that makes the best of defenders. I mean, mm-hmm. Gary Cahill has looked really good. and He's in the PFA team yeah. of the year. So it means this is a great system for those players. But also, you have to think about the fact that some very interesting dynamics have, you know, grown in the Premier League in the past, like maybe Are you talking seven about, to ten years. Are you talking among the teams or are you talking among, like, players? No, among the teams. Okay. Among the teams. Because, I mean, you could say that you have about five teams who realistically could win the title and it just comes down to whoever has takes advantage of you know whatever bones are thrown at it because Chelsea this year didn't have many games to play so this is effectively a Champions League squad only having domestic competitions to play and it showed so this they is were what fresh. should have been that time yeah as well. so you see they were Take fresh they were yeah. fresh for games as well, and that's also, you know, part of the rationale behind probably um, Tottenham not taking some of their European ties so seriously because they know they don't have a big squad. So the priority remains the league. Yes. Yeah, so the priority remains the league because I think if, not to take away from Chelsea, but if Liverpool only had the Premier League to play, you know, if they said we are going to prioritize the Premier League. You're they about, would do. You talking about this season? This season, you talking about the Liverpool side that we can't beat anybody that's <laughs> below us, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> no, but they're still no. I mean, they're still a good side. They're, no, they're still a, a good, good side. side. But when they meet, I mean, same teams, thing. Ooh. I feel like I feel like the same thing with Arsenal as well. Oh, right. you know. And all so of now, a sudden, it's the wind and the pitch. I know, right? right? Yeah, but you have to go about the club's team. It's taking shape, but 
if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be really frustrated yes, by this season. Yeah, it's a very frustrating team. It's That's been a what very it frustrating it's team. It's a very frustrating team. But Liverpool used to be more all over the place than this. I, I feel like there's no, still there, some there, consistency there, in there's the club. Some consistency because you wins. know you're in the top six. Yeah. You know you're in the top six. No, if you look at the squad, there is significant improvement. But they there, should like have been in see. It. But Given the failings of other clubs, I mean, City had a mini implosion. United has just been a joke. <laughs> uh, you could argue that Arsenal also fell off. Liverpool realistically should have capitalized on the yeah, other three's performance, like Spurs did. That's they true. had it in them to have a very Spurs-like performance, not to win it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah but, but to, to have very a Spurs-like yeah, Spurs yeah. performance. Yeah. Agreed. I but. agree. I agree too. But yeah, so it's it's going to come down to that because next year. Chelsea are going to have to play the Champions League. So they're either going to bring in more players and it's going to be different because you now you have multiple competitions to play. So And then the other teams like City and United as well, you would feel and Liverpool also probably retool and probably re-strategize better. So I sort of feel that one of the top six teams that misses out on Champions League football will have a pretty good next season. So you think, is it going to, I mean, this is all hypothetical. Does it not become that to win the Premier League, you just forgo Champions League for Honestly, a season? I don't, th- I don't think that's, I don't think it's straight, it's that straightforward. No, it's not that straightforward, yeah. but it factors. It puts so you in a better position. It factors, it does, it does. Like, you know what, boys, we're skipping it this round. Because it would have been interesting if this particular, if, if Chelsea had European football to play this season. I think it would have been, <laughs> yes, because it did, Spurs did come close. Spurs really did come close, and, Oh, they came really close. Yeah, they came really and close. Conte has shown a reluctance with using, I don't say French members. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he's very much a Jose Mourinho yeah. in that sense. He is he very much play. a Jose Mourinho. And that's, and that's it. Yeah. There isn't, there hasn't been, but think about it. When um, Leicester won the title, they used pretty much the same, same team players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the narrative changed for different coaches, but you're right. I mean, once you find that winning core, that group that's playing at that elite level, why because, switch it I mean, up? you send Botswai for 30 plus million pounds and he's I only mean, hey, started He's got a 30 game. mil goal, though. No, he's, no <laughs> he did. He did. Which shows he's good. Yeah. But think about how many minutes he's had in the Premier League. That's true. You know, he that's hasn't true. had that many minutes. So, you know, it just shows that, you know, injury luck, same squad, not overstretched, not too tired, too many games. Not to say that's the reason why, but it helps. Every little helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to them. I mean, it was a great. His first season in England, he's won the title. Pay credit to him. He's done. He's done Superman. And I mean, he has a rival with Jose as well. That's a much more exciting one to look <laughs> to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. That, that looks exciting. We'll see. Honestly, I'm, I'm already looking forward to next season. Like, I'm already... Yeah, mentally checked season. out. Yeah, mentally checked That's out. Come on, there are two more games to go. <laughs> Isn't it three? Well, some teams it's, have no. three. Some teams have two. Just one. No, it's three. I think it's three. No, the, no most teams is, will have just is, one most left. Most teams will have just one left. After some this teams weekend. have played 35. Yeah, so they have three. Yeah, no. they have three. Yeah, some teams have played 35. Arsenal, United... Oh, I, okay, yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, double games. Yeah, yeah season is pretty much over. Look what we've become, man. <laughs> since 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 Alex Ferguson left, it's been really different. Yeah. It's been really very different. different. Really you know, you keep, you keep putting you keep putting your seasons in rice. Um, <laughs> oh, but I'm just saying, hey, next season. Yeah, boy, cannot the the others because they're the top six and then the rest of the league. And you know. Yeah, speaking about the others, right? Yeah. The last relegation spot 
I think Swansea, it's a battle between Swansea and I Hull think Swansea City. are winning. Yeah. So Swansea are winning. Check. Swansea yeah. are winning today. And for me, I feel like that's huge. I feel like Hull have been very impressive under Marco Silva. Too little, too soon. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That sums it up pretty much. And it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy how it's two new managers. And they're going head to head, head and they're both doing really, really well. Really well yeah. But somebody has to lose. Somebody, yeah. has, somebody to lose. has to lose. Exactly. Somebody has to lose. I feel like Hall have been very, very impressive. Well, Hall have been super impressive. Super impressive. I mean, from where they started, I've always seen them as a really defensive team who rely a lot on set pieces, especially when Snodgrass was there. But now they really attack very well. You know, with Markovic and Nias has seems to have because he's not doing much at West Bay, West Ham. Who, who, not, yeah, yeah. No, it was one of those things. The, the price player, was too good. Yeah, yeah. The player and the price, you know what I mean. And um, I feel like Nias has really been given when a new lease, lease of life. life. <laughs> <laughs> he now like, decides to wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Never really got a chance at Everton, but yeah, if it's not good for you, it's good for someone else. So, you know, he's having a great time. And, um,. They have a really good player in Ndiaye. I think he's a really solid midfielder as well. So there, there's, there's, there's a good future for Hull. But then, should they start looking towards like the, their future in the championship? I think they is should. This, this is a time where you start thinking, start planning for next season I in think, that regard. I, like, think, yeah, yeah. I think you do now. We probably are going Again, to go down. I so. mean, you don't, wait, you don't wait till the, the season is over yeah, the before. Season I mean, you it's cliche, but try to keep your players... Shed of the ones you can, mm-hmm. then try to win as many games in the championship because yeah, yeah. that but just gets messy. I, I think what's going to be a problem is that a few of those players that have done very well are on loan deals. I think Nias is alone and Markovic is also alone as well, so they are definitely not keeping those two players. Yeah, but but um, clearly because of how strong the Premier League has become, I mean, you have to be honest, there's a drop off in quality to oh, yeah. the championship. It's more games, but yeah, there's so yeah. So you, you you're going to target championship play, like the best players in the championship once yes, you drop down. Yes, and also, you, I mean, you have to understand you can't take a, you know Premier League level wage bills into the championship yeah, exactly. because if you do, you better come up. You better very, come up try. on the yeah, first because right, yeah. a few teams have tried it, didn't come up, and they're now wallowing sinking. in debt. Yeah. yeah. So are you talking about QPR? Oh, not just QPR. There have been a few others. QPR leads. Yeah. I mean, where are Charlton now? Yeah. When was the last time you saw them in the Premier League? Exactly. Should we talk about Newcastle, man? How are you guys feeling about next season? Benitez Honestly, back. I'm, I'm, I'm where, happy they are back. There's where the, uh, Ashley's promise that the money they are gaining from promotion will be put in the trans- <laughs> transfer watches. I've always seen Newcastle as a traditional Premier League club, and I feel like them not being a Premier League is a little bit off. So I feel like it's good that they are back. Okay. I mean, if he gives them money, it doesn't it doesn't change? They should just sign better players because yeah, I, feel, I yeah. mean, last two seasons they did sign a ton of players, but a lot of them didn't, well, work, didn't out. work out. They signed yeah. quite a few guys from France who didn't work out. I think really should, good I players think look away from that. Really good players it who didn't like, work out for like four seasons. Newcastle was just signing really French players. random yeah, French dudes, yeah, yeah, and then they yeah. put them two games, yeah. and then we never see them again. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and then go, they leave and they go do France, Ivet. Dolvin, and they come Korean Tovan, and then they look good. It's just, but I think Benitez seems to have a plan. He seems to be on a man of ambition because people have been. Benitez is one of the wily old Premier League heads, so he knows what he's doing. So it's good that they've given him, you know, the mandate to be able to control things and. 
I also feel like they have a lot of players who have a lot of like Premier League experience. experience. So that will serve them well when they return. So it's a matter of improving upon yeah, their so squad. Improving upon the squad. And they have so, a decent yeah. deep bench, so to speak, exactly. when it comes to. So you people are saying Newcastle are coming to stay. So when they come, it means one of the old Premier League guys is going to have to go. Out of the top six? Or I think when I, they come, though. Into I, the championship. No, I think when Newcastle come, <laughs> here's where it gets tricky for me. I'm looking at teams like Everton and West Ham, and these were the teams that were supposed to, you know, be the best of the rest. And I'm honestly asking myself, have they really impressed me that much? Not really. So you're thinking no, Newcastle come no, in no, no, and no, they finish 10th? I think no, if Newcastle out. come in, I feel like they're going to stay. But I, f- I think next season, the two teams that we're going to be looking at, uh, I'm going to be particularly looking at in terms of that, who stays and all that. Burnley and Bournemouth, I feel like this season, yeah, they, they did well, but there was a long streak where Bournemouth were, looked like they were really plummeting down. Dude, they, I think they're in the top 10, man. You understand? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was a, they had a really long streak where it looked like they were going down. No, they, but they then see, they recovered really well. Positions don't really count. You have to look yeah. at points in this instance. Exactly. I mean, then, they are 10th, but they are only, what's it? Well, 11 points off the bottom. And this the bottom, was, and this was like, we're talking four wins. Four good wins, you know, that yeah, can dramatically change where you are. And I mean, that's what happened because for a long time it really looked Bournemouth, it looked like Bournemouth were in serious trouble. And because, because, around. because look at it this way the team that's eight yeah. is only 11 points above the last relegation yeah. slot. And the reason why I'm, I'm also concerned for Burnley is that this the season. Wins do matter then. No, wins, wins totally matter. Oh, of Man United fans should know of that more than anybody matter, else. Yeah. So wins do matter. Of course, wins matter. But if I you mean, look hey, at Four wins is twelve draws. <laughs> Someone told me. I know, right? <laughs> and if you look at Burnley, right, um, most of their wins have been at home. They hardly won away from home. I mean, that's a police matter, right? If you're exactly. going to do something, so right, then for those two teams, well right, for teams those two, those two teams, this summer is going to be crucial for them going going into next season. You can. Palace is also a bit of a wild card, man. They've just been. I feel like this episode Palace hasn't hasn't had. It's fair share of hot takes. We need hot takes. Oh, you want a hot Okay, take? I think, I think Cyril gave a hot take. He said Newcastle would come in and be yeah. mid-table. I think though, I think they're going top 10. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. No, seriously, let's, I mean, let's take a look at the present <laughs> top 10 as it stands. It's Chelsea, Spurs, City, Liverpool, Arsenal. It's United. It's, it's a top Chelsea seven. A top it's five. a top seven and everybody else is in the relegation. Between three sports. and, three and 10, the teams are Everton, West Brom, Southampton and Bournemouth. Are you telling me that you don't feel that Newcastle can honestly come in and displace any of these guys? But every season has its own unique dynamics, to be honest. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is, if, you see, were, if they played in this season, you'd expect them to be in and around that. Yeah, but you see, yeah, no, well, not this, as in next season. Benitez coming in. Yeah, but what I'm saying is next season, you know, teams might play very differently. Yeah, but will Everton might. keep uh, Lukaku? Exactly. Everton are in a very precarious situation because now you have... Um, you have Arguably, their two best players, you know, probably Second, leaving. Barkley. Barkley. Barkley oh. has 12 months left on his contract and doesn't seem like he wants to sign. Barkley's an interesting one. Is he, I mean... Is he good enough to make the jump? I don't think so. But he's playing disinterested all <laughs> during his poor spell. I really don't know as well. Because there are moments when he... Like the goal he scored this week. That was a good goal. That was a good goal. I was like, this is the Barkley everybody thought we were signing up for for the rest of the season, man. It's just freaking insane. But I guess maybe him refusing to sign shows that there's interest somewhere. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's interest somewhere. So, hey, good luck to him. I keep telling you, players move for money. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, do you want to, let's talk about the Champions League final and the European League final that's coming up as well. Uh, you can make a hot, a hot take here, Moose. I mean, do you think Juve is going to upset Real or... Is Real Madrid's final to lose? Okay. So, so that's not really a hot take, is it? No, it's not. I mean, out of two teams, that's not a hot take. It's like, 50, it's, you know, it's just two teams. It's you just pick one. Pick. No, what, what, what would be a hot take is the scoreline, wouldn't it? Not really. I mean, I feel They're, like Real Madrid are the favorites. E. No, I... Okay. See how you feel, Donald. Evenly matched sides. Evenly matched? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Juventus Real, I think really Real good defensively. Team. No, listen. Juventus really good defensively. It's not Madrid, matched, no, no. Really good defensively. Madrid have a good attack and a damn good midfield. But if you look at Juventus' two players, Gonzalo Higuain and Dybala, yeah. those are very two very good attacking players as well. Do they? Is that evenly matched? Set? <laughs> I put okay, it to fine. you. Is okay, that fine. evenly matched? Okay, fine. Cristiano. <laughs> I know. No, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Christian. No, we're looking at overall. Cristiano, yes, he's a. Cristiano. <laughs> is it possible for? Is it possible Christiano. for Cristiano to get missing in the final? Cristiano. Is it possible? Is it, no, it's oh, yeah. possible. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Cristiano. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. So uh, even though he's he's one of the world's best, if that's the case, he's not going to if be. If that's the case, is it possible for Buffon to have a wildly worst game of his career? Yes. Between the two teams. Yes. Between the two teams. Yeah. Who, who is more likely to have, who would you, who's who more you likely sure to have a bad a team game? performance? Like, who are, who are you, who can you assure, who can you say for certain that in every game, going Juventus. Into every game, they are going to have, but this is, but this is, this is, this this is a final. Would that be enough? one game? Would that be enough to counter Madrid playing at their best? That's what oh, I'm of saying. course. That's, but you're also assuming that Madrid will play at their but best. But you also assume that Juve yeah, is going to have a team Juve, I'm also assuming Juve are their best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair, isn't it? <laughs> no, Madrid, Madrid are their best. Juve are their best. I really, I yeah. mean, Champions League has been watched, hard to watch this season, but I, I think anybody who backs Juve... Why has it been hard to watch? Because your team isn't in it? Not even in it, man. It's just, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I Okay, so basically, I'm tipping Juventus to win. So okay. Yeah, there you that go. was like a hot take, right? Just, yeah. No, I don't I don't think so. I don't just because it's mean, so 50-50? Yeah, it's so 50-50. Uh, a hot take would be tipping so Ajax to, to take the Europa League. Really? That's not even a hot take, man. The way you guys play is a hot take. They, no, but have you watched them play? Listen, listen, listen. I'll, no, no, I'll put I it mean, this way. United should <coughs> win their hands down. I'll put it this way. I mean, come hands on, like, one guys, game. guys, you're feeling confident. And, no, they're no, not. And the they're benefit, not playing well. The they're not playing. Is United is not playing, playing well. So hey, <laughs> we got that's that a good going one. Exactly. They're not playing well in a not so strong Eredivisie. I mean, fair enough, they're taking it. They seem to be focusing on the Europa League. And even in the games they've won, I mean, they've looked like they have very glaring weaknesses. You know, plus they also, they also lost one of their good defenders to a suspension in the final game. Uh, in the, what do you call it? In the, in the last game they played, right? So, I mean, I mean, if, fine, they have a chance, but I guess they're the weaker team in I the mean, final. Don't, United don't have Ibra, so it kind of cancels out. I mean, they have Rashford and Martial. Before we go into this whole martial debate, yeah. whether he's underperformed or underachieved. So, we are tipping United to win when it comes to the Europa League, right? Hands down, because they are their favorite. Anybody want to go Ajax? I'd rather not rock that boat. Okay, so we are all going to United. I guess it would be difficult for me to go Ajax. Okay. I mean, even objectively, not even yeah, as a fan. Yeah, you, don't want to, you, want, you don't want to do the Laval ball thing of speaking it into existence. <laughs> 
<laughs> you talk about an episode of that guy right now. Yeah. I, lo- I love that guy. Honestly. No, actually, I was re- I read this week. I read a, he had a interview session with TMZ Sports, and apparently he was describing his future, his wife, and he talked about the reason why he went with her, he dated her, he married her, was because I think her friend was like, I dated shorties, like short chicks, but then I knew in my heart that when I, if I wanted babies that were going to be superstars, I had to get with a tall chick, and my wife, the then girlfriend, was playing basketball as well. So in his mind, perfect genetic combo right there. Mm. That just kind of sounds wrong. I don't know. It just feels wrong. It only, it only feels wrong because he's voiced it out. Those things happen quite a lot. I, I don't doubt Listen, that. Like but it takes people, a certain kind of person to... You know, you know, you know, you know Baz, you know Baz, right? Shah. I mean, Baz, Shabazz Mohammed. Yeah. yeah, both his parents... Both his, even Jalil Okafor, both yeah. his parents were collegiate athletes and, and like they were both basketball players. So... It had Alfred Payton's dad was a football player. You see, no athletes getting together and having yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, not a it's okay, but then it's like yeah, when it's deliberate. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. But you see, that's who Laval Ball is. That's the kind of person. Yeah. That's the type yeah. of person he. I mean, this is somebody who says he doesn't need any advice from Kobe. Yeah, yeah. No, I like saw that. that was so brazen. I mean, <laughs> I loved it. This is someone who said he would take Michael Jordan one on one. No, like, like <laughs> come just, on. Man, that's Laval Ball, man. Big baller brand. Get with it. <laughs> you want to buy a pair of boots? <laughs> I can't afford it, man. I mean, no shame in that. When, when's it. your birthday? We might pull together our resources yeah, to help you, you know, rock you know, a pair. <laughs> I'd rather you give me the money. Oh, man. <laughs> it was just being, yeah. Laval is just, it's, I just, again, I just feel bad for his son because you know there's a bull's eye target on that kid. Like, you think you're that special? You think you're better than Kobe and LeBron? You're making all that noise? Play your first game. I'm going to guard the hell out of you. I'm going to force you. It's just going to be nasty watching his kid go through the NBA. But I feel like that might also make him a better player. That's the hope because it's going to happen regardless. So now you hope. Yeah, now it's going to happen. Regardless. Now you hope the player has enough in him to yeah. rise character. above the adversity. This is where character comes in. You know? He's right deliberately now. stacked the odds against him, exactly. so that he will yeah. have to perform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one hell of a motivational tool, man. That is one hell of a motivational tool. I'm telling you. But also, you have to think about the fact that maybe, maybe that's also part of the reason why he is where he is right now. That's his what I'm dad, saying. I feel his like dad like talking like this much is what his dad has talked him into yeah. being a top two pick for his dad to come I talk you and you, you back know, it up his dad exactly. has talked him into being you know one of the most yeah. talked about prospects in the last 10 years so his, his, dad, his dad is doing something right will obviously be conditioning him to be, and to he be keeps up for saying, the fight. and he keeps saying uh, that's Lonzo he's used to this his dad has been like this his whole life so when people it's react for us looking out this is just a whole this is like, just whoa, yeah this is just on? us dealing with someone we haven't dealt so with before him, this has been his reality man yeah. so. this is my reality I've I've grown up around this guy interesting we'll see we'll see how the draft ends out pick wise and you know team selecting it'll be interesting to see how the next season pans out Another Man, I'm not going to watch the draft lottery. <laughs> too much, too much, too, too much, too much at st- but I hope you guys can. Can I go forward. on a rant? I mean, I feel like there's, I there's so much going on either. with the Lakers right now. It's crazy. Like, you guys, you guys have kept Walton, no? Something, something. No, no, no. They're keeping, we are keeping yeah. Walton. I Wait, feel like. Has Magic said something that's disturbed you? No, he hasn't said it. He's oh, okay. actually said, he has <laughs> said something. He has said something that's disturbed me and he has said something that's actually filled me with a bit of confidence, you know? Okay. I mean, people don't really think about, like, the day-to-day dynamics of what makes players better. 
you know, they sort of see it as like a sort of video game. I mean, you see it as, hey, you play game, you get experience points, and you level up. No, not necessarily, <laughs> but you don't know how like the day-to-day factors that go into a player having a good season or a player being bad. I mean, when you pick up a video game and you pick a player, he's going to play to his stats all the time. Yeah, you know, there's a consistency to it, but that's not how it is in reality. I mean, it goes to the fact that. James Harden for the last two seasons has cut short his holidays and spent time working on his game. I mean, this, his two MVP seasons have come off the back MVP of him. MVP caliber seasons have come off the back of him actually making a concerned effort to work on his game. Yeah. It just don't happen. And that goes back to Magic talking about, you know, um, the excellence that he expects from the players. He's talking about stuff like, you know, body fat percentage. He's talking about players being in shape. He's talking about, you know, players spending time working on their games. And this is, these are the little things that if he makes, if he makes it a staple of the Lakers organization, is only going to make the players better. Because these are things where the players could have still played without doing these things, but he's trying to make sure they do. The okay. one thing that's bothered me is the fact that they yeah, seem to be putting up when you get to that bit. They seem <laughs> to be putting up multiple young players for Paul George. Like, come on. You, you know, you don't want PG thirteen. <laughs> PG thirteen is gonna come anyway. So you're, you're. I see what you mean. Let the contract run out. Let the contract <laughs> run out. He's gonna come. You you understand? Let. The, I mean, if they trade him somewhere, but the he Lakers, probably won't sign. But yeah, but the Lakers want a superstar. They want a superstar now. To do that, you have to give up players. No, but think well. about it. Do you want him playing with these kids, or do you want him playing instead of these kids? Because if I'm Paul George, I'd rather play with some of these talented kids than to show and, up and have an yeah, answer. Than to show up and it'd be just me instead me. of these kids and what's left after these kids leave. Yeah. I mean, um, it's come to the point where you can't really... I feel like the you, you still have to have certain players who are part of the team left. I mean, you look at the the Warriors. I mean, they built through the trade. They they didn't build through the trade. They built through the draft. Yeah. I mean, they have players who've played a certain well. system for a while. Players who've known each other, and they have you know they have improved this with a few trades here and there. It's different from having to like you know just just trade players in. So if you have these kids who've played the system, this. Under Luke Walton for a season, you have to keep some of them, you know. You want that progression. You want that progression year on year because I mean, you look that. at you look at Steph, you look at Clay, you look at Raymond. These are these are drafted players. Don't forget Livingston. You know, <laughs> old man Livingston. Yeah. So I I uh, I just hope I just hope it's just one of those rumblings because I feel like he's going to come anyway. So trading for him now is just you giving up something you, sh- you could keep. And I feel like if we keep the pick, they're gonna trade it. Keep the pick. Okay. I mean, if you get, if you get Lonzo or Faults, I mean, hey, now you can say, hey, D'Angelo, what do you guys want for D'Angelo? Yeah. You know, so you have to, but you see, don't be a Danny Ainge who just keeps picks and then up to the point where he doesn't know when to pull the trigger. Because I feel like the Celtics could have pulled the trigger this season and been better than they are right now. And, and that just comes down to sometimes, you know, you just need, you need to be with, you need to do one style for a very long time till it gets older, then you switch it up a bit. We'll I mean, the Warriors made the jump after they moved from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr. 
again with the Celtics, we still have the picks. We still we'll still see who they draft first. Maybe Ainge is just waiting on the final piece, being the draft pick, to see what changes. Yeah, but I feel like he's already waited a bit too long. Yeah, most focus on the Lakers, man. See what you guys do. I'm focusing there. on everybody. <laughs> I feel like he's 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 sat on the picks a bit too long, and it's just it's just getting out of hand. Okay, so I mean, have... how how many points do picks put on the board? Come on. Like you see that guy cap space. What what's <laughs> the stats guy cap space? <laughs> what's the stats? Uh, don't they don't just cap space, man. <laughs> it's very important. Okay, so we have does, does, does cap space have a jumper? Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna help. He's gonna help lift the banner eighteen up in the rafters. Okay, so you had moves go on his rant. Uh, don't know anything you want to end the show with. <sighs> Damn, man! Like, <laughs> has life and <laughs> sports hit you that hard? <laughs> No, no, I'm good, man. I'm good for this week, man. Okay. Um, so next week we have a very special episode lined up for you, episode 13. Uh, it's a surprise. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but definitely do tune in. Um, you can catch us on Twitter, GCRATW. Get in touch with us, interact with us, your questions, comments on this episode and past episodes. If you want to get in touch with us the old school way, the email address is after the whistle at the goldcoastreport.com. We've got a bunch of fun mail and we are looking forward to our next mailbag episode. A bunch of interesting questions. A bit, some of them are a bit dated, but hey, we'll still respond to them. No worries there. On Instagram and Facebook, uh, the, the the account is the Gold Coast Report. At the Gold Coast Report. Uh, follow that account. Get in touch with us as well. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Uh, Moose, don't know. Yeah, it's been great. Soup, it's been soup, great. soup, soup, soup. Bye-bye. And as always... Forza UV. <laughs> it's a Forza UV. <laughs> as always, dominate the conversation, guys. Yeah, dominate the After conversation. The Moose, what are you saying? <laughs> <risa> Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera de juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Turns out of finals. Hazard! They've won the title for Leicester City tonight! Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown!